and welcome to Stationary Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's Cyprus this winter season? Well, I've got to say that this wonderful 2024 feels a lot like 2023. Uh, the weather appears to be exactly the same. I mean, could be, could be. Uh, we'll see what uh, 2024 brings a little behind the scenes. Uh, we're releasing or we're recording this a little bit early uh, because of Christmas schedules. So you will be hearing this in early 2024. But uh, yeah, as Stu said, 2023 seems a lot like what 2024 is going to be. So uh, we're a little from the past. Hello to the future. Does that make sense? Well, th there you go. I'm, I'm, that rings a bell for some reason. I can't imagine why. But uh, I'm I'm in fine, fine form. Thank you very much. Um, it's it's been a bit wintry here today, which is unusual. Um, we've had sort of clouds and a little bit of rain, uh, and it's quite cool by our very elevated standards. So yeah, it's feeling a little bit more like Christmas. He said, paraphrasing Mar Maria, Mariah Carey. What about you? How are things in Canada? As long as you don't start singing Mariah Carey, um, we're good to continue the rest of the show. Heaven protect us. Girls were singing Carl last night just to torment me. It succeeded very much. I I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Um, any quick follow-ups this week? Uh, well, any quick follow-ups? Uh, well, yes, I'm, I did last episode. If you remember back that far, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I spoke about my Mont Blanc. I've got a, a John Lennon donation edition. It's very, very nice pen, uh, and it has a little metal ring um, on the grip section, which keeps falling off, making the grip section a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and, well, you know the amount of ink that I put on a page. When you drop a metal ring onto it, it can, it can cause problems, Justin, it's fair to say. Splash! So, yeah. So uh, I... I went on the pilgrimage to the Mont Blanc boutique. We have a Mont Blanc boutique. We don't have an Apple store on Cyprus, but we do have several Mont Blanc boutique. Go figure. Um, and I, I got myself parked up, went over. I was buzzed in because you you need to be a sort of acceptable looking sort of person to get to a Mont Blanc boutique. Did, did you have to put on a suit to go there? Uh, I'm afraid no. He probably took one look at me. I thought, mm, I'm not sure about this guy. Uh, but he decided to take the risk. Um, and... I went in and had a chat. It was very nice, charming, and lovely shop, uh, as you might expect. Uh, and I've I've done this before. This is not my first uh, rodeo with Mont Blanc. So I know how it works, which is whatever uh, the issue, um, they look at it and they're, they're very considerate and they give you a nice little uh, Nespresso and everything. And they say, yeah, what we'll do with this, sir, uh, is we'll send it to Germany. Uh, and then Germany has a look at it. Uh, and then they send you an email back saying, ah, yes. Uh, this will cost you uh, your firstborn child and 25% of any money you earn over the next 30 years. Um, are you happy to proceed? And if you are, uh, then they proceed and then they do whatever repair uh, is required, which I imagine in this case is going to be a tiny little dollop of glue. Um, and then they will clean the pen and give it a, a good service and all of that. And they'll put it in a lovely box and they'll send it back to me. Um, so I thought, okay, yep, yep, that's fine. Let's go ahead and let's do that. Uh, and they said, but... So unfortunately, the service center, uh, I'm going to say that name again, the service center is closed until the 15th of January. So uh, we can't send it before then. Uh, perhaps you want to come back next month. Now, that to me is a very self-confident brand. Service center, well, yes, we just closed for a month. Well, they may close for a couple of months in the summer as well. Who knows? So 
it is uh, Europe. I mean, they usually close for a month in the summer and for the entire. Well, the Germans. Mm. I mean, the 15th of January, though. Jeez, Murphy, that's long. <laughs> the Germans less so than the most of you. I mean, the Germans are quite sort of industrious folk, um, but well, by reputation. anyway. Apparently not the Mont Blanc folk. That's for sure. Uh, well, you know, um, I, I just love it. I just think, you know, the customer is always right. Uh, it could bloody wait, frankly. No. Fitz! More Gluvine. Uh, presuming that's what's happening. Is they're all getting stuck into Christmas. Well done, them. Carry on. <laughs> what about you? Did you have any follow-up? No, nothing really exciting that we're not going to cover in the topics. Mm. What uh, is your tool this week? Anything good? Uh, my well, it's all a bit samey for me because I've been, you know, uh, as is well documented, um, I've been I've been on a sort of consistent runner stuff. So uh, it's the whole daily planning and weekly review. Um, now, the key to the daily planning and weekly review is to actually do it. Uh, this is something that's taken me more than 50 years to learn. However, um, it, it's it's a bit like using OmniFocus. Um, OmniFocus is great, but you do have to A, use it, and B, do the reviews. If you don't, then you're not actually using OmniFocus. Mm -hmm. um, so my little analog system, I've been touching base uh, with all my commitments. I've been tweaking, moving things around. Um, because everything has been working around the, the, the business project, the MBA dissertation. Uh, so when a client sort of pops up and needs something, I think, oh, okay, is that client? Okay, I'll put that there and I can move this to here. So just, you know, engaging with my, with my task manager and my, um, my planner, really. Um, and yes, big news. Um, an hour ago, as we record, uh, I pressed submit on the, uh, the dissertation. Uh, that's it. Wahoo! Yes, go away. Good goodbye. Um, pretty much, I'm almost three weeks early. Oh, after all that sort of shenanigans. Of, oh, panic, panic. Oh, actually, it's finished. Oh, well, never mind. So, when do you start the doctorate? Uh, oh, no, I started that a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, did I not mention that? Uh, no, no, no. The, the, um, the, <laughs> the sort of online portal that I use to get access to the university has now said, oh, Great news. We've started a doctorate program. No, go away. Leave me alone. Um, but I imagine they'll be sending me email every day for the next six months trying to tempt me into a doctorate through the University of Gloucestershire, no less. Oh, mm. I, I mean, Cambridge, Oxford, Harvard, Yale, Gloucestershire. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Well, um, you know, we, we've got to widen the circle, and I, I'm not sure I'm really cut out for these exclusive sort of places, you know. Mm. Well, it's not like you've got the accent or anything down. Yeah, well, that bit I can do. Although, uh, in fairness, if you go to Oxford or Cambridge, um, there's a huge amount of foreign students there, actually. It's probably easier to find someone with your accent than it would be find someone with mine. Oh, kind of like our schools, and uh, it wouldn't be your accent that's common in ours either. Yeah, money, 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 money talk. That's about it. You know what I did this week? No. I had a lie-in. No. <gasps> I slept, actually, two days in a row until 9 a.m. Good heavens. Isn't that unheard of? Uh, it's not something I've never known you do. I mean, I thought in North America that was some, I mean, isn't that punishable by death or flogging or something? No, it's called being a teenager, but that's a whole different story. Ah. Uh, no, I took a couple of days off and uh, obviously I needed it because I never, ever sleep in. And uh, yeah, I was tired and 
apparently very tired. So uh, a sign that I needed a break. I'm back at work today. Got a couple of days and uh, going to hopefully take some time between Christmas and New Year. Um, but I've got a little bit of work that I have to do there too. So uh, it was just nice to not have to work all day long. It was a surprising change. I haven't had a break really this year. So uh, mm. I, I think my body is telling me, uh, yeah, I need to rectify that. How did Coco cope with this sort of, you know, change in routine? Oh, she's fine. As long as you wake up and give her a tummy rub before she moves, um, she'll get up at whatever time you get up. <laughs> okay. Uh, sometimes disapprove of you, but uh, no, she she enjoys a good lion. That dog can sleep. <laughs> oh, oh my God, God, can that dog sleep? All right. What are you writing with? Uh, what am I writing with now? Oh, yes. So uh, from sort of, I went, for, I was very German with Pelican, then a bit more German with a sort of slightly Swiss accent with the Mont Blanc. That is because you cannot ink any more pens until January the 15th with the German pens. <laughs> well, I mean, I could revert to Pelican in fairness, but um, I, I sort of went a bit Japanese. So um, I've, I've put in a quote. I was going to sing, but I'm not sure that the world's ready for that yet. Um, so I think I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Do, 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 do. Which you will remember. I will remember, and the audience is going, what are they going on about? Anyway, um, so I have got my Sailor Pro Gear Sunset Over the Ocean, uh, my favourite Sailor, I have to say. Uh, that's filled with Mont Blanc Cool Grey. Very nice. Cool. Big fan. I've never tried their Cool Grey. A big fan of my, it's it's um It's not as light as some other ones that I've had, which I, I see as straight. It's, you know, it's, it's very visible on the page. I like it. Like that's good uh, a lot of the gray is a little too you're kind of like a washed out black it's ick. uh so cool very nice i'm just looking at the links i've got my sailor pro gear slim uh white uh it's a shikori uh very nice it's a uh it's a white sailor with sort of rhodium trim uh pro gear slim lovely little pen and in that i have got the mont blanc royal blue so still, you know, still keeping my Mont Blanc going. Mm -hmm. um, and then the survivor from last week is the Platinum 3776, which is the Chartres Bleu version, you know. Um, and it has uh, Mont Blanc Modern Red in it. So that's what I've been using for my proofreading. A nice bit of reading. Oh, I'm old school. Lovely. That is absolutely gorgeous. What a nice setup. Yeah, it's a nice little set, actually. It is nice. What about you? What have you been using this week? Well... I took a few days off, so um, ah. really haven't been writing much. Uh, a little bit of journaling, but I've got my Mont Blanc that uh, has a silly amount of ink that is still going. But my analog this week has been vinyl. An early birthday present from Mrs. T is a new turntable. And I've dropped silly amounts of money buying albums for the uh, fourth or fifth time. Um, kind of like writing with a fountain pen. The slow process of listening to an album. No skipping songs, shuffling playlists. You have to go back and change the album side. Uh, it really does take me back to a much simpler time and is surprisingly fun. Um, but boy, does it make me regret that I downsized my collection when the girls moved in a few years ago. And mm. well, that and the drum kit that was in my living room had to go. I had a few other things, but. You know, I was a single guy. You know, what do you need a living room for? Drum kit. Um, but yes, drum kit, 
uh, I had all my albums that I've been lugging around for 30 odd years and uh, it, it all went. Um, and now I'm buying it back. Vinyl is expensive now, Stu, just pointing that out. Oh, yes, I know, I know. But I'm not letting this go anymore at Twyford. I have known you too long now. Because in my mind, if I sort of just sort of push together all the podcasts that we've done together, which I believe now is 130 of them, plus probably a couple more in other places. But Mm -hmm. during that time, I've learned of your relationship with, well, with ink, with tattoos. And then I've had little hints about motorbikes. There's, you know, Harley Davidson's littering the place. And then just very occasionally when we, you know, we drift on to meditation, you'll mention, you know, as you do, oh, oh, when I was a monk, which has got to be one of the great throwaway lines of all time. And now I have an image of you in the Himalayas, in Nepal, probably in an orange robe, with on your back a drum kit, under your arm a record player, riding a Harley up to some monastery for a little bit of, you know, you time. You can't get away with these little, these little sort of hints. We, we drummer in a band. We were a drummer at home. Tell me about the drumming. Well, drummer at home, you know that uh, I've got a fairly large home studio set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. With keyboards, I, though. Keyboards, guitars, uh, some different uh uh, worldwide instruments uh, that uh, I play. And at one point I uh, had a drum set to go with that so that I could record my own drums. Are you, are you, are you Dave Grohl? Is that what we're getting to here? All this time I've been speaking to Dave Grohl? No, I'm hardly that talented and certainly not that successful. I just things that I like to do, play music and, um, you know, one of the many things when I have time, of course. Um, and yes, I... I invested in a drum kit that uh, took up a good chunk of my living room just because I do stuff like that. You've known me that I do weird things. Um, This doesn't surprise you. I know you, Stu. It's trying to get a handle on you, Twyford. It's it's trying to put you in a pigeonhole. It's, uh, oh, well, if somebody said, oh, Justin, yeah, he's a biker. Mm, Well, (laughs) well, you say that. Or, oh, yeah, he's a keyboard player. Mm, Yeah, mm, apart from the drums, the guitars, and the, quote, worldwide instruments. It's, uh, honestly, you're a man of hidden depths, Mr. (laughs) Trump. I'm just eclectic. You know, isn't isn't every uh, accountant the same way as me? (laughs) You see, there you go. You've done it again. It's that juxtaposition again. There you are. You're in Nepal, on the Harley, in the orange robe, with the drum kit on your back, the record player under your arm, a guitar in the other hand, and... What are you doing? You've logged into Sage and you're doing someone's accounts. I, 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 it's all too much for me. It's all too much. But carry on. All right. So the other thing that I was doing analog this week was I was reading a book. And on the weekend, I went down to the big city and uh, visited a, a little used bookstore that they had there. Found a first edition from 1972 of Watership Down, uh-huh. uh, the, the famous bunny story. Um, and I'm enjoying it terribly. It's in wonderful condition. There's something about sitting down to a 50 some odd year old book that is, it's, it's analog and, you know, sitting down 
reading the book, listening to analog music. Boy, I'm just like, I'm regressing, Stu. I'm not sure what else to say it. I've, I've just gone back in time 30 years. It's uh, fantastic, but it's also, you know, uh, my modern day monk tendencies, I guess. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm having fun. That's all that matters, right, Stu? Uh, absolutely. And at Watership Down, I used to live very close to, to Watership Down. It's um, down, down in deepest, darkest Hampshire. Um, lovely part of the world, actually, still is. Ah, probably less rabbits than when this was written in 1972, though. I'm guessing. More yeah. development. Mm -hmm. There's quite a lot of that going on, for sure. And yeah, I mean, as for the, the records, like, you, when even when I was buying them, which will be, what, six years ago now, I bought a load, uh, or maybe even seven years ago, um, when I got a, a deck for, for the office uh, in Andover before we came here. And some, I remember going and buying the speakers. I bought some Wharfdale diamond speakers. Awesome. Um, and then as I thought about shipping them here, I spoke to people here and said, no, vinyl and vinyl and the weather doesn't really work. Unless you're going to have a room that's permanently air conditioned, then uh, leave them. So they're, they're actually sitting in a garage back in England. Oh, dear, oh dear. You know, what could go wrong in England in the wet and the rain and the moisture and the humidity? Oh, it's never rainy in England. Don't know where you're getting that idea. Ah, I was from up north. It was, it was a little bit colder up there. Aye. All right. <laughs> Our topic, 2024. It's, well, if you're listening to this, it's here. <laughs> uh, it's coming very quickly if you're still recording where we are. That's confusing, I know. What are we stopping? What are we trying to do more of? And what are we going to try? All right, Stu, let's lead it off with you. What's your approach to reviewing 2024? Do you have anything in a, a structure that you're going to take on this year? Uh, well, uh, we spoke about it, I think, last year. I um, did the uh, Plan Your Year, um, which is a Sean Blanc thing. So um, there's, a, there's a link in the show notes. Um, it's, it's quite a straightforward model. Um, you, can, you can get yourself a little PDF that you can play with on your iPad if you're that type of type of guy, or you can print it out uh, if you're that type. Uh, and it it's really just a review process. It takes you through your year, um, your goals, your you know, ups, downs, all that sort of thing, um, and asks you to, to do the same for the next year. And you sort of start from your values and get all the way down to, you know, what you're going to do tomorrow to try and move towards those values. So it gives a, a little eye. I mean, I think the, the plan itself, um, to steal from Eisenhower, the plan itself is useless. Um, but the planning uh, is really important or essential, as Eisenhower would say. So uh, I go through that um, generally in the sort of in-betweeny days, you know, after Christmas, before New Year, uh, when everybody is sick of the sight of each other, um, I find myself a little quiet spot and go through that with, uh, well, usually with a couple of pens and a pencil. That'd be my way of doing it. What about you? What do you do? That's a good question this year. I'm uh, not taking anything. I've done the Sean Blanc course a couple of times and mm -hmm. just didn't quite get what I hoped out of it. Um, you know, there's a whole process. Uh, trying to do that on a schedule for an online class, it doesn't work particularly well with me. I find, I find that uh, the completionist in me just wants to write down stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of going out on my own this year. I'm not really sure what I'm doing yet. I think for me, the key is going to be to get some time off and some space. 
uh, which I think is essential for a review or a plan. Uh, you need to get away for a weekend or even just for a day to really think out of the fire of all the stuff that's going on day to day. I mentioned earlier that I took a couple of days off and I kind of crashed and slept until 9 a.m. So uh, I'm probably not in a great space right now to be tackling what am I going to do? I just need a little bit of space to get my head straight and then sort of review 2023, plan 2024, um, look at the changes this year because uh, with Mrs. T going back to work, um, everything has sort of changed. So yeah, it's it's something that I have to think about. And I was kind of looking forward to this discussion to kind of get my ideas straight. Um, one thing I won't be doing though, I'm not going to do resolutions, which are made to be broken. I think a goal makes more sense. Uh, whatever I do, I'm going to set a goal and review it regularly. Waypoints, milestones, establish those, get a direction rather than a resolution, which I mean, let's face it, Stu, who goes to the gym after January 18th? Nobody. They are meant to be broken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's very, very um, prevalent now, I think, to think of, of resolutions as, um, as you know, failures. Um, I know the, the, the Cortex guys, um, big, big fans of not resolutions. Um, they, they have their, what do they have? It's called their theme system, is it? Theme system. Mm. Uh, for which you can buy a, a lovely journal. Well, actually four, if you want to go for a year. Um, a, I'm, I'm, uh, call me old fashioned. I'm a bit of a contrarian about this. I, <laughs> resolution is, is a word. Um, and, and all it means is a firm decision to do or not to do something. That's it. That's all it means. And if you make the resolutions that I think Justin is talking about, which is next year, I want to go to the gym every day or three times a week, or next year, I will go to the gym three times a week, come hell or high water, then you are, as Justin says, setting yourself up for failure. Um, but it's equally possible to make a resolution that says, next year, I will be committed to building a regular gym habit. That's still a resolution. And you're going to put it on your priorities list. Oh, oh Twyford, Twy honestly, you're, you're out for me today, aren't you? I Sorry, I had to do that. That was... Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's very easy uh, to to look at, you know, the essentially what is the moving of a, of a clock hand to go, right, that's it. It's a new year. Um, and uh, just to complete the triumvirate of, of, of Stuartisms, if you're a Stoic and you're doing the daily Stoic, then it's around about this time of year. I can't remember if it was today or yesterday or tomorrow, that um, um, Ryan Holiday talks about the fact that actually every day is New Year's Day because it's a year past. Um, and that's really what we're doing is we're just taking a little moment, as Justin says, just to have a little look and go, okay, so how were the last 12 months? How are the next? Justin has, I imagine, in his working life, about 20 year ends of various things, of companies, of um, you know tax requirements. Year, year ends are very arbitrary. Um, we tend to get very hung up on them. Because of the way that the holidays are structured, then I think it is a good time 
to find a little time for yourself. Uh, if you can get away for a day or for a weekend, that's brilliant. But even if it's a, you know a few hours in a darkened room, it's just that way of of looking at things and saying, okay, so how are things? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And yeah, for me, it's all about stoicism. It's all about recognizing that we are not getting out of this life alive. Um, and I don't want to be lying on my deathbed whenever that day comes, whether it be tomorrow or in 20 years or 50 years, who knows? Um, I don't want to be lying there going, oh, well, I've got so many things left to do. I want to get to a point and think, okay, when that time comes, and it will come, uh, everybody dies, then I want to be able to say, okay, well, it would have been nice to have a few more years because I still haven't climbed Everest with a drum kit on my back. But, you know, hey. And I think that's what it's about, really. It's just about making sure that you're moving towards the things and doing the things that you, that you can and want to do. Hmm. How do you figure out your things, though? Um, I... I'm going to try something new. I think the only thing I'm really thinking of doing right now, uh, yesterday in the mail came a book, 40 days and 40 nights, taking time out for self-discovery. Uh, a listener, Judith uh, mentioned yeah, yeah, this a few that. weeks ago, mm. and I may or may not have ordered this while we were sitting recording the podcast. Uh, but the book finally came in. Uh, it was, it's an older book. It's a used book, but, uh, it's a journal and nobody's written in it, which is a bonus. Uh, and I was looking through it. I was looking through the prompts. It's basically 40 days of prompts. And I thought, you know what? I think that's going to be my goal to myself is take some time out for my self discovery in the new year. Yep. Um, hopefully some of my deadlines will be over by then I'll be able to relax just a little bit. Um, and just 40 days, uh, according to the preamble, which I read, this is about 15 minutes. So I'm going to probably take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour because I really want to spend some time figuring out my questions of what needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it looks like a lovely little book. I know Stu does everything digitally, <gasps> but we're going on to my analog kick here. What do you mean digitally? Watch your mouth. I would, I uh, William Hanna, young man. That's my, my journaling tool. Well, I was, I was thinking books. Cause you do that Kindle thing. Oh, the reading thing. Yeah. I have to do that. That's true. Yes. Um, I prefer to hold a piece of, cardboard in my hands and flick back and forth see if we can get some AS amsr and if it doesn't uh, go away me flicking a book I, there's just something to that that is so lovely mm -hmm. um and i think it'll will sort of help me though i can guarantee one thing i am not writing in this paper uh, it is going in a proper book with a proper pen that's exactly what judith does i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think if you wrote into this uh paper especially if you were Stu with one of his big Mont Blanc nibs, uh, it would soak through to the back page in a hurry. Mm -hmm. But that's sort of my plan because I'm not sure right now, as I sit here, I'm not sure if I need to change anything. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how we live our lives and I'm actually pretty good right now. I'm, you know, as Stu just said, living that you could die without regrets. I mean, certainly, you know, there's a list of things I probably should do. I want to work out more. I want to drink less. Well, that's actually my doctor's and my wife's advice, not necessarily where my head goes. Um, I want to be in generally better shape, but honestly, that seems like more of a chore than anything else. 
Um, and you know, this gets into that whole resolution and failure thing. These are things that oof, I could see myself putting as a resolution and failing quickly because I don't think they're easy to implement, particularly if you're, if your heart's not into it. Yeah. I Stu, any advice for that one for me? <laughs> uh, from the 300 pound guy over here. Yeah. Hang on. I'll just, just fill up my cocktail. Um, I, I think you've put your finger on it is that. Um, the reason that um, resolutions, that word again, fail, um, is because um, the, the person making the resolution is not particularly resolved on making the change contained within the resolution. So, um, you know, if you want to stop drinking, then the key to that um, is not terribly complicated. Uh, you, you need to commit to not drinking. That's it. There is no more. Um, but um, you're not committed to still, still, what? <laughs> you're not committed to doing that, and neither am I. And um, you know, for me, it's a constant discussion in my head because uh, there are times, um, as anybody that knows me will attest, where I can overdo it. Um, I'm having such a good time that I want to have more good time, um, and then I have. Uh, as everybody else does, who has too much good time in a glass, uh, wakes up in the morning with regret, going, mm, oh, no. Um, it's, by the way, there's a physiological reason for that. But anyway, um, because of that type of thing, um, it becomes a challenge to work out, actually, what do you want? Do you want to drink less? Do you want to drink more? Do you want to uh, just not be waking up with regret? If you're not resolved to actually doing it, then it's too easy, I think, to carry on. What are you doing with the show notes? For heaven's sake, man, they keep moving on me. Sorry. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I just posted in a picture because Stu's talking about this resolution not to drink. <laughs> I uh, was reorganizing my wine fridge. No, you didn't. You've posted in the picture four times. That's what you did. <laughs> well, no, I moved it around to put it in the right spot. <laughs> Yes, yes, I can see. Uh, I'm looking there to see if there's anything I drink, but um, unfortunately, well, who am I trying to kill? I drink all of it. But um, I, yeah, there's nothing I know there. That's all uh, Canadian stuff, I'd guess. This is all local Canadian stuff. Yeah. But yeah, well, uh, yeah when Stu's talking about not drinking, I'm, I think I'm not drinking enough because my wine collection is getting a little, this is just from my wine fridge, not my storage. Um, yeah, it's getting a little um, out of hand. Uh, believe me twice for uh, a week i can see that off for you not a problem um but yeah it's you know that that type of thing i think particularly when you get to our age where um you know the ship has probably sailed in terms of uh you know the perfect beach body uh the washboard abs i mean maybe not for you justin but but for me i, I feel that moment may have passed probably about 50 years ago but i'm sort of more reconciled with the fact that yes i used to play a bit of sport and yes i can go to the gym and i can get pretty strong and i can build up big muscles like you know i've done all that that stuff but i will never have the self-discipline that says no no i'm not going to eat this delicious food or drink that lovely beer because i want that perfect washboard no i'm the sort of guy that's going to be going do you know what i feel pretty good about myself wow that cold beer looks great and i think the more you get to well, when when the age begins with a five, I you know mm, 
these big sweeping resolutions, I'm not sure they're really for us anymore because one thing that I'm sure Justin has noticed is too when you get to five is there's quite a lot of, oh, I really can't be bothered, comes into the conversation. Um, and when doctors say to you, well, you know, I mean, if you could do that, then that could probably add another, another 10 years to your life. And you think, really? Well, what's that going to push it out to? I, yeah, I'm not sure I'm committed to that. Um, 10 years of misery. I mean, it's, is it really <laughs> worth the trade-off? No. Exactly. That's, I think, a key word. It's about trade-offs. And when I'm looking at what I want to do for a year, um, I find it really easy not to drink at all. And I find it really easy just to drink what I want. What I don't find is to drink what everybody else wants me to drink. That I find really complicated. Why don't you just have one beer? Why the hell would I? I've no idea. Don't have a bottle, have a glass. Why? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, and that stuff I find. Unless the glass is bigger than the bottle. <laughs> Indeed. So um, I think that really it's working out the things that you want to do, why you want to do them, and why it's important to you to do those things. All of those questions you need to answer when you're looking at things that you want. So uh, you know, I want to travel. Why do you want to travel? Is it because you want to see more of the world? Is it because you want to learn things? Or is it because you just love getting away from where you are? There's a whole load of questions that might be sort of carried up, built up into uh, into, into those things that you're thinking about. And it's worth exploring that. And as Justin says, take a bit of time to do it. Um, and I think it's, um, you know, I find the same with exercise. <laughs> uh, I was reading, I don't know, was I reading something or listening to something the other day where somebody said, look, there's, there's exercise that everybody likes. Um, you've just got to find out which one is yours. <laughs> um, you know, people say, people, people say to me, oh, I'm going to go for a run. And I think, mm, no, uh, no, no. Uh, I mean, I've got a bike. I've got a, a push bike. I don't have it here in Cyprus uh, because I live on the top of a mountain. That'd be stupid. But um, I remember cycling to work and, uh, in the UK and just going, this is awful. I hate this. Um, and just parking the bike up and walking. And I love walking. I was witnessed by all my communities. So, you know, walking is my thing. Swimming is is my thing. Running is never going to be it. It really isn't. I got to go for a run the other day, Stu. Oh, well done, you. No, no, no. <laughs> I've been working on this wonderful concept of voice training Coco. So she's not on a leash. Okay. Uh, and we've been doing really, really well at it. Mrs. T goes to work early. She starts at seven o'clock in the morning. So Coke and I get up and we go for a walk around the neighborhood and, you know, no leash, we're quiet. Well, the other day, Mrs. T was off work and we went for a walk with Coco and I was showing off that Coco listens to me until, well, when Mrs. T goes, we go for a longer walk, usually with Coco on leash. Uh, and we started going the long way. There's a couple of different ways around our neighborhood. We went the long way. And Coco realized she was free. And she has this wonderful interest in all the bear and deer smells up on the mountain. Mm -hmm. uh, behind where we live, there's a well, it's actually the water reservoir, but there's bears that live up there. There's deer that come down, there's coyotes. And she loves the smell of it because it's all new. Um, and she took off up the hill with me sprinting behind her. Now, 
that little dog can bloody well run. Uh, be- and she made a game out of it. Because every time I got too knackered to actually sprint after her, <laughs> slow down, she slows down. Just far enough out of my reach. Uh, then she goes into one of the neighbor's yards and makes me run around their garden chasing her. It was, I was knackered. I was sweating. I had chest pains. I was, I'm too old to run, Stu. <laughs> this running thing. I don't know why people ever do it for fun. But uh, if you want to chase my dog, go ahead. Um, but oh my God, it was bad. Well, poor old Coco, you see. Coco goes up after a spell, looks behind and goes, oh, look. Dad's into it as well. That's about it. The message you're sending her is, this is good. Let's let's do it all together. <laughs> With all the wildlife up there, there's electric fences up there to keep people out of. There's big dogs that live up there, a couple of big Alsatians. It is not the place for her to run on her own. She could probably draw you a map of all of those things. Um, I, we underestimate how smart these dogs are. I mean, I, I discovered... Um, ooh, it was about last year that I found this out because we've got a Jack Russell now. Charlie is a Jack Russell or a fox terrier. So they're bred to go after foxes, rats. So um, any sort of <laughs> any sort of tight hole. And Charlie looks at it and goes, oh, yeah, I like the look of that. So um, when, when Charlie uh, decides that he's going to sleep with us, he comes onto the bed, burrows under the duvet and, and will insert himself next to my leg or um, he, he loves being in tight confined spaces um but when he disappears in the garden we have um old stone walls so they're you know just made by fitting together <clears throat> stones on top of each other there's no mortar uh which has a couple of you know it looks charming uh, unfortunately it means that it's great for snakes um which is less good for us because i'm not a huge fan of snakes um but it's great if you're a jack russell particularly if there are snakes around or rats. Um, so he at times will, will disappear. And it's, you know how it is. Invariably, it's when the weather is bad, either raining or cold. It's dark. It's nighttime. And I'll be standing on my balcony. And usually I just whistle and both dogs appear. Sometimes I whistle and uh, Spice the Poodle comes trotting up, going, oh, bit cold out here. Glad to be in. No sign of the Jack Russell. And I just assumed he was a stubborn little swine, which is one of the things I like about him. Um, so I <laughs> tramp down the stairs in my dressing gown. It's a lovely sight, ladies and gentlemen, trust me. Uh, into the dark garden, growling <laughs> and trying to get the attention of my dog. Uh, and I was speaking to a, to a dog trainer and she went, well, it's a terrier. Not terrier is. So what, do you, what do you mean, terrier is? Well, when a terrier is on the hunt, and I assume this applies to all sorts of different hunting dogs. The, the, the biology of the dog changes. Mm. So all of the, all of the attention and all of the uh, senses get funneled into the important ones. So his eyesight gets better. His scent, uh, his nose gets better, but his hearing is switched off. It's not that he's ignoring you. He just can't hear you because something has activated that hunt. So whether it be the sniff of a snake or, a, or of a rat, he's got his nose in that. He just can't hear you. And it's only when he actually sees you, in my case, tramping down the driveway going, come here, you little kid, that he will look up and go, oh, there's dad, and come trotting over to me. And absolutely right. He comes trotting to me, tail wagging. He's got no idea that I'm furious with him. And it's, it's actually biology. 
And it's probably the same with Coco. She's gone, all right, cool. Let's go look at the bear. And then suddenly she turns around and sees you following and thinks, great, let's all go see the bear. That's about it. I, apparently I did um, provide, uh, you know, a fat guy running up a hill uh, provides uh, somewhat of an amusing uh, feeling to uh, my wife. She was killing herself laughing at it. <laughs> well, uh, Stu once said to me, um, he said, Stu, Stu, walk. I said, why? He said, you're faster when you walk which I thought was nice. Um, we, we, we used to play rugby with a guy. Um, it was about six foot two when he stood and about four foot eight when he jumped. And it, was just, it was quite a sight. <sighs> oh. <laughs> All right, where were we? Did we, did we have a topic still? Don't, there's a topic? Who knew there's a topic? Um, yeah, okay, so what am I going to stop? What am I going to start? What am I going to carry on? What am I going to do more of? Well, what I'm going to stop uh, is formal study. So, um, doctorates apart, I'm, I'm, I'm not ruling out a doctorate at some point, um, but that's one heck of a commitment. And, uh, it's also one heck of a financial commitment. Uh, and to be honest, I think I may have satisfied my desire for formal study for, for the next 30 years. Um, so perhaps I'll reconsider if I'm lucky enough to get to 83, whether I want to do something else, but, um, no, the MBA has been, uh, informative. There's been stuff that I have just, uh, just made me shake my head. Uh, and there's other stuff that I've learned. So I was working really hard to, to prove a hypothesis in my, in my business project. And, well, pretty much proved the exact opposite. Ah, so that was a, le- that was a learning experience for me where, uh, Justin, this is going to come as a shock to you, but a sort of rigorous, disciplined approach will often yield results. Somebody put that on a bumper sticker. I always thought statistics always um, showed you what uh, you wanted to have said, you know, rather than what necessarily the truth was. So you've actually interpreted statistics the way they are supposed to be done, which is not the way that, well, everything else uh, uses them around here. Yeah, no, I mean, I just got into um, a, uh, I had a hypothesis hypothesis that I was going to test. So I did a literature review, um, just sort of read all around, you know, what, what, what is everybody else saying about this? And then I um, had sort of information from surveys, which I was doing a little bit of analysis of, and I did some interviews sort of based upon uh, what, I'd, what I'd learned from that so far. And, and what I discovered was that there was a little sort of counter narrative that if you looked hard enough, you could find it. Um, and the more that I sort of you know, picked around that counter narrative, the more convincing it became and the more evidence seemed to sort of fit it naturally. I was like, Wow. Uh, it's, it's the dangerous assumption, I suppose. But yeah, really, really useful. Really enjoyed it. Although, you know, if I get a fail, then I might change that opinion. Um, but no, I don't think I'll be doing any of that next year. Uh, big surprise for me, uh, golf. I'm not going to be stopping golf, um, but I'm certainly not going to be playing as much of it. So, oh, breaking news. Deep, 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 deep. Well, what I discovered was that um, I actually got more satisfaction out of, uh, you know, finishing my projects, um, uh, using my time more constructively. I don't want to be sort of judgy like that, but um, the balance was wrong. I'm not, um, you know, in my early 70s and uh, playing golf out here, particularly because it's very hot. You play golf, that's your day, really. Um, 
you know, it's it's about five hours, I guess. Um, once you've sort of factored in getting there and uh, having a drink afterwards, and then it's half an hour's drive for me, so that's six hours when I've done the drive, and then when I come back, I have a shower, I have something to eat. It's, it's almost an eight-hour day done, and I'm absolutely exhausted. I cannot. The heat has drained me. I've probably sweated five liters of water and drunk six. Um, it's just, um, and that makes it really, really tough to get stuff done. So I think I'll be playing less golf. I'll be playing more like a working person, I think. Uh, what about you? Is there anything you're going to be stopping? No, not really. I'm, I'm surprisingly comfortable in my life at the moment. Okay. I kind of enjoy where things are. There's nothing that screams, don't do this, don't do that. I got, I got to take a look and really get my head straight at long-term what I'd like to do. Sure. But for, for this point, I don't really have any changes for 2024. Okay. Kind of why I haven't done the focus course or anything like that, because mm -hmm. uh, this year has just been, it's a year of adaption, I think is the right word for it. Um, you know, I, I kind of got used to been up here and the changes and life up here. Um, and I'm enjoying it. It's, I, I really like being here and mm, kind of the okay. balance in my life. And, you know, there's, there's things I'd like, I'd like to make more money, but if making more money means more work, sure. which cuts into the whole, uh, how much time do you have to enjoy being up here? And mm -hmm. so there's all those balances, but right now, as I take a look at this kind of why I want to go through this 40 days and 40 nights, self-discovery seems like a good thing for me to do. Um, but, uh, sure. yeah, right at the moment, I don't have any burning desires to blow up my life again for, <laughs> you know, the second time in a couple of years, <laughs> probably a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I'm going to blow anything up, but I say, I'm going to not study. I'm going to play less golf. I'm going to do some more project management. So I have some, some stuff that I need doing, uh, around the house and, we had a couple of jobs done um, sort of in the first couple of years we got here and we had them done by the wrong people. We had them done badly. Um, and th there's something about me when I'm in work mode, um, I, I, I'm kind of a different guy. So I have checklists and I have sort of rules that I follow. And for some reason I, I tap into everything I've ever learned about work. So when, when someone comes in as, oh, I, I don't know, Painting the house is something I'm going to get done. Our house is very, very tall. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of ladders. You need to put up scaffolding and all that if you're, going to, if you're going to paint it properly. And I will have guys in and I will get them to quote me and I will grill them. I will have three of them. They will quote me in writing. They will itemize those quotes. They will break those quotes into materials, into labor, or they will not get the job. Whereas when I'm not in sort of corporate mode, First guy that comes along goes, yeah, I'll do this and do that. And I go, yeah, yeah, great, cool, see you Monday. <laughs> and as a consequence, uh, we, we've ended up with some, some, you know, pretty shoddy work. So I'm going to just approach these as if they were being done by one of my companies, in which case I will get the three quotes and I will sit down and I will do the Excel sheet and, you know, all those basic things that you and I keep shouting at our underlings to do, <laughs> I will actually do myself. Um, and, you know, get those things done. I want to get them done. Um, I, you know, I think probably Mrs. L and I are reasonably settled now that we're not going to be running off to another country terribly soon. 
Um, so I'd like to get that, those things done out of the way and, you know, see them as a project to be enjoyed rather than something to be endured. Um, cause I tend to take a lot of negative expectation into things sometimes. Um, and then for what will I be trying? Um, I'd like to find another form of exercise. Oh, cause exercise is fun in any form, Stu. Haven't we covered this one? Uh, you can chase the dogs. <laughs> yeah, I keep mine on leashes for, well, for all sorts of historic reasons. But no, I mean, I love walking. Uh, so I, I have been walking the dogs a lot more. But once we get to summer, that kind of stops because it would be a bit cruel on the dogs. Um, I love my swimming. Um, I'm, I'm very privileged to have a pool in the backyard. So I go swimming in that. But I'd like to try something new. Um, yeah, certainly not running or psych. I'm not going to start wearing Lycra. Thank you. But I'm thinking maybe Tai Chi or stretching or, um, you know, like Pilates and stuff. You know, something like I, th I think something around flexibility perhaps might be a good thing. Um, or I might go back to weights. I mean, I really enjoyed weights when I used to do them. Um, but I have to be careful not to become obsessional and, you know, start drinking protein shakes and, you know, all that sort of nonsense. Uh, I, I hope that ship has sailed. But I, I feel like I need to do something. I think, <laughs> well, I know biologically it muscles. All that stuff starts sort of fading away at this age. So um, maybe bring some of those back. That's my broad path. I mean, I haven't done my review yet, and I haven't done my thinking, but those are the things that are on my mind. Hmm. How are you going to get the exercise to not be a resolution, something that you have to do? How are you going to bring it in in a positive way? Uh, well, I, th I find that with exercise, um, it tends to be about options for me. So, um, I look, I like to do, or I, I target doing 45 minutes, um, exercise a day. And that's not, you know, what young people would call exercise. So I'm not, you know, doing H I I T or any of that sort of stuff. Um, I'm, uh, I'll go for a walk. And so I have. Uh, for the dogs, we have a, um, I don't know, it's it's essentially one walk with loads of different stage points. <laughs> so I know that when I get to that house, I've walked half a K. And then when I get to that house, I've walked a K. And then when I've walked to that house, I've got to one and a half. And so if I then walk back, I've done three. You know, it, it's not rocket science. And I tend to just say to myself, look, you know, for the for the dog, oh dear, if you can hear that, there's huge cracks of thunder in the background. Um, so. I say to myself, look, you know, the dogs need to go out. Let's let's go and do half a K and back. That's one K. And then as I'm walking, I'll go, do you know what? This is feeling cool. Let's let's go a little bit further. And, you know, the dogs being the dogs will uh, as you say, catch a scent and say, Can we go up there? Can we go up there? Can we go up there? Um so I, I tend to fool myself that I don't, you know, make it a you must do this. Um if the weather's too hot or if it's, you know, hammering down with rain, then I won't do that form of exercise. I'll maybe have a swim later or um, and as you said, you know, it's not something where you, you don't want to be in a place where you go, oh, well, it's January the 11th and I didn't walk. It's over. Um, no, that's not what it's about. It's about, um, you know, doing more exercise than I was doing before. And for me, finding something a little bit new, just interesting. If, if I do Tai Chi for a month and go, oh, do you know, I don't really, don't really like Tai Chi. Cool. Great. I've discovered something. I'll go and try something else there. Um, but just try and be intentional and try and keep, uh, exploring things and, and finding something that's fun. Um, because, you know, to my great surprise, I found that I love walking long distances. If you, if you told me that after I'd walked three kilometers, I wouldn't have believed you. But, um, suddenly once I'd walked six, I went, oh, 
actually, this is pretty cool. We have a lot of hills up here, so uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Start walking, you're up, you're up mountains. Uh, but I do love, I do love winter hiking up the mountains here, mm. which is uh, something uh, where we haven't got a lot of snow. Snow level is maybe two hundred feet above us, not even that. Okay. So I can see it on the mountains around from here, but uh, it hasn't hit us yet. Uh, but what it does do is make some of the approaches to the mountains um, mushy, mm. and I don't like that. I don't like cl climbing in mud. It's icky. But I think maybe that's something I'll try to do some some more walking. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's, you know, get out. One thing uh, recently I've been concentrating on, well, not concentrating on, but I've just made a decision. Do you know what? Maybe not put my headphones in. Uh, take the dog for a walk and just to hang out with the dogs. Um, I mean, obviously the conversation skills are not great, but let a little bit of nature in, let, let myself get a little bit bored, you know, let the brain turn things over uh, because I had got into a habit of boom, podcast, boom, podcast. And uh, it, the walks were not acting really as breaks. You know, it, it just mm -hmm. felt like the office, but mobile. Um, and that's made a difference. So I've really been enjoying that. Mm, that's such a good idea. Um, the other thing you can do is you can take Coco for a walk. In that case, what you also do is incorporate weights into your walk <laughs> because she will walk in one direction and you carry her back. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, well, that, that's, that's not happened yet, but I could see Spicy trying it. Um, Don't let her do it. Once she starts, it becomes a thing. Uh, we get going and Coco kind of does this like turn around and she just sits there and she looks at me. She stops. And she sits down and she kind of paws at, pick me up, daddy, pick me up. <laughs> Some of my neighbors have a bit of a running joke uh, as I walk past on my regular walk. Are you carrying the dog or not today? It's kind of a 50-50 and I think they've got a bit of a bet going, you know. It's probably a drinking game. <laughs> Around here, quite possibly. <laughs> All right, Stu, uh, any takeaways for 2024? and uh, what you're going to do yeah well look i mean i my advice to people because uh, that's why i'm here really i just keep throwing out unsolicited advice it's one of my strengths uh resolutions or yearly themes if you prefer that um or objectives or goals I, I, this shouldn't be a chore or feel onerous right this isn't about judging yourself or or coming out with performative things you know i i must be productive for seven hours a day. it's not about that uh, it's about being intentional and it's about just thinking, well, I could do anything I want tomorrow. It's a whole new day full of possibility. And, you know, when I go on vacation next year, I can go where I want. I can do what I want. Everything is possible. So, you know, look at it as an opportunity to explore who you want to become. What about you, JC? What's your takeaway? Well, even if you're happy with your direction in life, take a minute to review your, rear, your year. Take a minute to review your direction. Worst case, even if you can figure out that you are completely happy where you are, you've got a new sense of gratitude for exactly where you are, where you need to be at this point in time. And that's what I hope what I'm going to get out of this year anyway. For sure. I mean, it's great advice. I mean, um, on, on Sean's course and on any course that has any use or any book that's any use talking about your, your year, uh, it's really important. Take a moment to celebrate and enjoy all the good stuff that happened. Now, I think we, I certainly, I forget to do this. I'm not going to forget tonight. Tonight I am going to go out and eat. And I, there is a cold beer or more with my name on it. Now that I finished that, uh, 
that MBA, I am going to go and have a beer and celebrate. But it's really important that when you're looking back at you, take a moment and go, hey, wow, that went really well. Or that was fantastic. Or heaven forfend, if you're British, this is really difficult. Try these words. Repeat after me. Well done, me. Oh, well done, me. And you know what? For all of our listeners out there, well done, you. If you're listening to us at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, you're obviously interested in this stuff as well. So go out, get a sense of gratitude, pick some directions if you feel you need them, and well done, you. Absolutely. Well done, you. All right, Stu, where can people find you over the next little while on the interwebs? Ah, uh, well, StuartLennon.com, there'll be a few things. I think I'm going to be doing some um, recollecting, um, some sort of reflecting over there. Uh, you can find me on X, um, if it still exists, at 4left187. Uh, you can find me through all my corporate stuff. So there's a lime, as in the fruit, consulting.com. Uh, if you're interested in anti-money laundering, why would you be? Um, Nero'sNotes.co.uk, if you want some fabulous stationery. Um, actually, and in January, we've got a huge line of, uh, Viking. Take a look at that. You'll like that. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Well, it's funny. I was actually writing an article the other day for my blog, which is seriously in need of some new content. And I realized that this would be better as an angry post on twi Twitter or X or Twix or whatever it's called nowadays, um, <laughs> because really it wasn't very positive, but it was very therapeutic for me to write stuff out. Sure. If you, if you want to see what I'm doing, uh, justintwyford.com is the place to find links to whatever I happen to be working on this week. Um, please email us stationary adjacent at gmail.com. Love your emails. I mean, Judith, you've sent me a whole 40 days of homework because of your email a couple of weeks ago. And you know what? I love it and appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, please take a moment to like reviewers on your podcast catcher of choice. We really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and your colleagues. Our next topic is going to be on email. Well, because Stu has changed stuff again. And I want to find out what he's been doing. <laughs> Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us. And happy new year. <laughs>